Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. This is a Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number eight. You got this. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he sometimes pretends to break dance, Pat Flynn. Hey, everybody. What is up? Welcome to the eighth session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thank you for uh, tuning in today. I actually just got back from Las Vegas for Blog World Expo, and it was awesome. I mean, this was my, actually my first uh, kind of convention type thing, and it was amazing. So many people there, so many people that I've actually looked up to ever since I started doing online business and blogging, people like Darren Rose from problogger.net and Leo Babauta from zenhabits.net, two of the top blogs in the world, hundreds of thousands of subscribers, and uh, Leo especially. I mean, he and I hung out for quite a long time, for hours on some of the days, talking about business, talking about blogging, talking about random stuff, and he's such an awesome guy. He's as nice as he presents himself on his blog. So Leo, if you're listening to this, thanks for hanging out. I learned a lot from you, and uh, I definitely will implement kind of this, uh, your tips and advice, so thank you for that. Awesome. And a lot of other people were there who I've been friends with online for such a long time who I've never actually met in person. So it was really cool to actually shake hands with those people and, you know, grab a couple of drinks, play some blackjack with them. And actually, I came back with I came back up 250 bucks, which is pretty cool. And actually, most of my winnings were from a penny slot uh, two days in a row, the same exact slot machine. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, one of the guys I met over there, his name is Corbett Barr. He's actually been on my radar for the last few months. And I'm actually really excited to have him on as a co-host today. I haven't really had a co-host on the podcast before, but he's going to be co-hosting with me today. And I'm excited because we're going to be talking about something I know you're all very interested about. If you're at all interested about online business or blogging, which I'm sure you are if you're listening to this podcast, and that is traffic, getting traffic to your website. And here's a great quote from one of Corbett's sites, thinktraffic.net, which I think sets the perfect tone for this session. This is what he says. He says, I probably don't have to tell you that thinking if you build it, they will come won't get you very far. That's just not how things work online. Having great content or a useful site is one of the most important aspects of building a popular website. But great content doesn't bring in big traffic all by itself. And, you know, Corbett is the right guy to be online uh, today 
for how to make sure our content gets read online. For example, thinktraffic.net, which is the site that he started this year, March 15th of 2010, and it's only October right now, same year, so was that, like eight months, and already his site, thinktraffic.net, has over 8,000 monthly readers, RSS subscribers. It gets a ton of comments, a ton of retweets, and I expect his blog to grow even higher in a relatively short period of time. Totally awesome. I'm excited to chat about traffic with him today. Corbett, dude, thank you so much for taking the time to be our uh, kind of my co-host today. Oh, thanks so much, Pat. I, I really love the Smart Passive Income blog and, and the podcast, so it's an honor to be on. Thanks. I appreciate that. Well, okay, um, before we get into it, can you just give the listeners a rundown of kind of how you got started with online business and blogging? Yeah, sure. I, I, um, I actually have uh, two blogs. You mentioned um, Think Traffic, which I started earlier this year in March. And um, I have another blog called Free Pursuits, which is about people who are living unconventional lifestyles and figuring out how to build businesses and work for themselves in a way that supports the lifestyle they want to live. And that one actually started back in March. And um, I started that blog while my wife and I were on a six-month-long road trip sabbatical through Mexico. We had um, sort of decided to take time off from life, and I was in between projects, and and I had come from sort of a... um, uh, corporate consulting background, mm-hmm. and um, decided that I wanted to take some time away and decide what I wanted to work on next. And while we were on that trip, we met a lot of people who were living these really cool, unconventional lifestyles. I, I expected to run into people who were on vacation for a week at a time or something, but, but instead, we found a lot of people who were living down there for months at a time, and who had, who who did that regularly um, for the winters. And these weren't people who were rich or retired either. They were just people who had um, figured out a way to work for themselves and and create um, this alternative lifestyle of, of their dreams, really. And so that that really intrigued me, and I, I started the blog Free Pursuits to sort of chronicle that journey and, and tell people about those folks that we were meeting. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, so just from starting that blog at freepursuits.com, I mean, it just people started following you and, and things just took off from there? Yeah, I, I plugged into a couple of really great communities online. Um, there's a whole lot of people that talk about lifestyle design as a concept, um, which Tim Ferriss wrote a, an entire book around that was really popular. Mm-hmm. And um, also people that talk about location independence, which is the ability to live and work wherever you want. And so I plugged into those communities early on, and they were very supportive. And And uh, Free Pursuits took off um, early on last year in 2009. Nice. Well, congratulations on all your success so far, and, and you know you've came on my radar just recently. But I love what you're doing. I love the content you're writing, and and I'm really excited to see where you're where you're headed. So, uh, congratulations. Awesome. Uh, so this is how it's going to work, everybody who's listening. We're just gonna go and wing it today. I mean, this is gonna be different from the other interviews because it's. I don't want you to think of it as more of an interview. I want you to think of it as you know, Corbett is on as a guest host, and we're gonna kind of take you through this question of how to get more traffic to your website. So hopefully, this will be really useful uh, for you guys out there, and you'll get a lot of value out of it. So uh, if you're ready, I'm ready. Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. All right. So let's start from the beginning. You know, right at the moment when we have that idea for a new website or a new blog, you know, that's a really exciting time for us. I remember when I first started my sites, you know, I couldn't wait to crank out the content and get everything set up. 
Uh, and you know, we have that buzz and, and, but so many people just find that after they launch their site, after they've spent, you know, a good month on it, really excited about it, things just don't go the way they want to. And they just give up. And I hate to see that because a lot of those people who have given up, you know, had the potential to go really far. And first and foremost, I, I just wanted to talk about expectations. Like as a, a, as you mentioned, if you, if you think, if you build it, they will come. You know, it just doesn't happen like that. But what should a new blogger expect when they first start out? Well, I mean, if if we're just talking about the average blogger, to be honest, I mean, there are millions of blogs launched every month, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. And so the average blogger should probably expect to get no one except for their mom or their boyfriend to pay attention to it. Um, of course, people that are listening to you and paying attention are probably a little smarter than that. But um to be honest, I mean, even even when I launched my blog for the first month or so, it was just sort of about figuring out how to write. I I think a lot of people who decide to start blogs aren't necessarily professional writers. They just have something that they're passionate about. And, um, you know, for me, it was about figuring out how to write and, and figuring out what my voice was. And 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 so worrying about trying to get traffic is, is um, in the back your mind but really you have no idea how to do it when you're sorting through all the technical and, and writing issues right but so many people are so just they want traffic right away but that's just that's just not what's going to happen and, and a lot of people expect to see you know people coming to their website but you know honestly it, it takes time for google to pick up your website it takes time for your name to get out there so my advice would just be to just don't worry about the traffic right away uh worry about preparing for that traffic to come in the future yeah, that that's good. That's definitely good. And and you know, um, when when I talk about traffic, personally, I like to break it down into different components. And I think a lot of people think that traffic is all about figuring out the latest like social media thing. You know, mm -hmm. um, becoming good with Twitter or Facebook or something. But really, it starts even before you write your first post. And what I mean by that is you have to come up with a compelling concept for your blog. And you really have to think that you're competing with thousands or, or tens of thousands of other blogs on similar topics out there. And you have to answer the question very concisely um, for your readers, which is, why should I pay attention to your blog when there are so many other choices out there? What am I going to get from it? And so that's something that's known as the, the unique selling proposition. And it's really about setting yourself apart from the competition and, and being clear about the value that you're going to provide to your readers. Right, exactly. I talk about that all the time. And you're just figuring out how you can stand out for the from the crowd, and 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 you can't just say, "Well, I'm going to write better content than everyone," you know? Because no, exactly. Like writing good content is just the price of admission. I mean, there are there are tons of people out there who write really fantastic content, and um, you just have to be a good writer to even get into blogging. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so you have to do things beyond that to stand out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. What are, what are some of those things that, that you can do uh, kind of specifically actionable items that you could take in the beginning to kind of get your name out there? You know, you're writing good content. You, you believe you have a good, unique selling proposition. But even if you have a USP for short, uh, you got you to gotta get your name out there somehow. Uh, right, know. right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, um, as you mentioned, it, it takes months for the search engines to pay attention to you. So you definitely shouldn't count on search traffic in the beginning as a way to find readers. 
So if you think about it, the the other two strategies, the other two places that people can find about, out about your blog, um, the most common ones are through social media. And the other one, and the, the biggest one that I found early on was actually from other bloggers. So um, a, sure. a great source of traffic is if if another blogger links to you and talks about something that you're doing or a story that you wrote. So obviously, first of all, you have to have really great content. But then second of all, you have to somehow get on the radar of other bloggers. And I, I don't necessarily mean A-listers. If you're just starting out, you shouldn't really worry about getting um, into that big pond with the big fish. But mm -hmm. there are other people who are in a very similar boat as you, peers, who have some visitors that they could share with you and you could share with them. And, and so it helps a lot to, um, to network with those other bloggers and try to get on their radar so that um, you'll earn links from them. Absolutely. That's, that's probably the, the number one thing that has helped my blog just go kind of crazy wild with traffic lately is uh or even when I first started you know when I first started the first four or five months I wasn't seeing any traffic I was seeing maybe 10 visitors a day if that but I kept writing and one day uh lazy man in money that's a, a personal finance blog he created a blog post just about me and what I was writing about and ever since that day my traffic has just been skyrocketing so you just got to keep at it and one, you know, it just takes one influential person to totally launch your blog and, 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 and skyrocket it. And, and there were probably things I could have done better. You know, I wasn't networking as much as I probably should have. But, you know, uh, I was fortunate enough to have someone like Lazy Man and Money uh, feature me on his blog. But if I were to network, that probably would have happened a lot faster. You know, just meeting people on places like social media platforms like uh, Facebook and Twitter, just so they know who you are. And then, you know, they're not going to read a post of yours the very first day they meet you. But, you know, if they keep seeing your name time and time again, they're going to start to become curious about what you do. If you put out useful links on, on your Facebook or Twitter and, and, and other people are retweeting and they see someone else retweet it, they'll start to notice that, hey, this guy is gaining traction and uh, they might come over to your blog, you know, and it could very well be an A-lister. That would be awesome. But it, like you said, it doesn't have to be. Uh, and, and, and the um, uh, Lazy Man and Money guy, he, he wasn't an A-lister, but he had a good group of 3,000 RSS subscribers. And that day, you know, I was going from 10 visitors a day to my website to a couple thousand. And then, you know, it just spiked, a huge spike that day, and it's never gone back down. Right, right. That, that's great. The... Um the thing is, I think, um, you know, you mentioned um, posting links on Twitter and, and becoming sort of uh, getting on people's radar that way. Another another great way is um, through flattery, honestly. If you um, write about other bloggers on your blog, if you link to their posts often, or um, one, one big post type that I'm a big fan of is the influential person roundup post, mm -hmm. where you talk about the top 10 bloggers in, in your, on your topic and, uh, you know, give a little blurb about them and, and why you think they're influential and, and put that up on your blog. Um, that's a good way to get on people's radar. And because you're calling someone influential or, or giving them some sort of honor, it's in their interest to share that with other people because it, it reinforces their value for their own readers. And so um, that, that's a post type that I've used successfully in the past and I've seen other people as well. No, honestly, that's, uh, you mentioned me in one of those posts that you did, uh, and that's what put you on my radar. And ever since right. then, you know, I've I've been following your stuff and and 
sharing your stuff with, with other people. I featured you in my blog a couple times now, and it all started because of that. So I think definitely that's a great idea, and I've noticed uh, a few people doing that lately now because it, it, it I, I see it kind of as an alternative to guest posting because a, a lot of you out there know that you know guest posting on another blog, actually writing content for another blog is another great way to get traffic to your site, but that doesn't, you know, you can't always do that. You don't have the control of whether or not your draft is going to be posted or not uh, or when it's going to be posted. But you can definitely write a post on your own blog featuring, you know, influential bloggers uh, in your niche. And, and then, you know, they'll more than likely be happy to spread that word. And again, like you, we were talking about earlier, it doesn't have to be those A-listers that you're you're featuring. Maybe it can be up-and-coming people in, in your industry and, you know, they'll be even more flattered and they'll be even more likely to share because, you know, they probably don't get as much exposure as they want. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, I, uh, I did a post at Free Pursuits last year called um, 44 Adventurous and Creative Bloggers You Should Know. And I focused on people who were um, writing about simple living and lifestyle design and, and um, just location independence, living unconventionally. Mm -hmm. And I purposefully chose not to focus on the A-listers. And I, I included literally everybody that I knew that I had read at some point or another. And some of the blogs I included were, um, were, you know, not very popular at all. They were probably just starting and, and getting that trickle of users that you get when you, when you first start out. Right. And, um, that post was tremendously well received. It was one of the most popular posts I'd written at the time. And, um, when you make those connections with people who are um, smaller fish at the time, there's a, a good chance that some of those people, as you grow, are going to grow with you and they're going to become influential. And some of them will become much more influential than yourself even eventually. And um, those those relationships that you form early on can be really valuable in the future. I um, early on became friends with Adam Baker from Man vs. Debt. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's guy. just he's just blown up. He's, he's a super great guy and his blog is really popular and, and, um, and we've helped each other out along the way. And so, um, just because somebody seems small at the time doesn't mean that you shouldn't be spending time with them and, and helping each other out because it can be really valuable. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's totally, totally awesome advice. I was just thinking the same thing, you know, you never know who will be become the next a list blogger. And if, if you're friends with them, uh, or, you know, that they're going to re remember who you are because you were nice enough to link to them when they were just starting out. You'll, you'll be a part of their journey and they, they'll never forget that. Just like I've never forgotten Lazy Man and Money for what he did for me and, and other people who have uh, posted links uh, to my blog, too. So um, when you write those kind of posts, so, so we talked about how writing those kind of influential posts featuring other bloggers is, is a great way. And, and we, we know that now. But as far as how to structure that post, like I've seen a lot of people create those posts lately, but you know, I've seen some people just simply list like bullet point each of them without giving an explanation. I've seen other people go as far as putting pictures along with quotes actually coming from those people. If, if, you know, if you can get in contact with them. So, uh, for the beginning blogger, I mean, how would you, how would you get the most bang for your buck for that type of post? Do you think? Well, um, when I launched Think Traffic, I specifically wanted to create sort of a buzz right away and and not go through that period of a month or two where not too many people knew about the blog. And mm -hmm. I wanted to get on the radar of a lot of people really quickly. So um, I sort of did a combination of, of those posts that you mentioned there, which is um, I came up with a post, I think it's called um, 
17 traffic building tips from some of the world's most popular bloggers. And um, basically, when I knew I was going to launch the blog, I started by writing some cornerstone content, things that people would be able to read when they came to the blog, even though I, I wasn't publishing them over time as regular posts, but I wanted things there so that people would understand what the blog is about. But on launch day, uh, I compiled this post and I, I wrote maybe 25 of my favorite big bloggers out there mm -hmm. and asked them for their most um, you know, uh, unconventional sort of a tip that that they might not that you might not hear all the time not as simple as like oh you should go guest post or something mm -hmm. but something that's a little bit more unconventional but really effective at building traffic to your blog and I compiled that list and so that became sort of a an influential person roundup post along with getting quotes from all of those people and um, and that helped me catapult think traffic right away to getting thousands of visitors that that first month as opposed to starting out with it with just that trickle of, of traffic. So I think if you're smart about it um, and you try to leverage um, the the influence that other people already have, then you can actually start out a bit quicker than say you or I might have with our first blogs. Yeah, definitely. I mean with my first blog, you know, I just I wrote my first post and then I went live and I wasn't seeing traffic for a while. And and that's always a tough uh, part because you know that's when you're most excited and that's when you're gonna write your best content. Because you know you want to put your good stuff out there, but then no one's reading it. So uh, we could we could talk a little bit about that in, in a second. But I I want to go back to your uh, the post that you did that where you got tips from other bloggers. I think that's genius, and because not only does that become an influential roundup, like you said, but it also becomes a really useful post for people out there. Uh, you know, with a lot of value in it, and it's not just a roundup, but it's it's actually how to information. Uh, all in one spot from some of the top minds uh, that, that you gathered. So, so that's really excellent. But for new bloggers, I know a lot of them out there will be scared to just ask people to get that type of information. Like how do you go about asking some of the top bloggers in your niche uh, for you know some piece of advice that you could post on your blog? How do you do that? Um, well, I, I mean, I, I think there's like he's like you were mentioning there's a bit of fear involved maybe um but the fact is that most bloggers um maybe not the the biggest a-listers but even in some cases the the biggest people most of them actually do a really good job of getting back to people some people actually have made a reputation about how how many of their readers they can communicate with for example um gary vaynerchuk um people may be familiar with him from wine library tv mm -hmm. He uh, he responded to everyone that wrote him for the first two or three years that he was becoming popular online, and um, I can only imagine the thousands of emails that he had to go through every day. Yeah, um, Seth Godin is another one who um, gets back to people very regularly, and Chris Gillibo and so on. So the the point is that um, you know for that post that I wrote, um, I ended up with seventeen quotes, and like I said, I probably wrote twenty five people or so. And um, the the thing that you just have to to realize is that those people are really busy and they're getting a lot of email every day. And so you have to get to the point and be very specific and not take up much of their time. So don't write two or three paragraphs telling them about you and how your blog is going to be the next big thing. <laughs> Just say, hey, I'm a new blogger. I'm uh, writing this post that I'm compiling. I've already gotten so-and-so and so-and-so involved. And I'd love to include you if you could just answer this simple question. 
and just be direct and to the point. And um, I think you might be surprised that that people will be willing to get back to you because, um, you know, it's a little bit of promotion for them. And in a lot of cases, people want to help out people that are just starting out because they got the help of other people when they were starting out. For sure. That's, man, I I, I want to like edit this so we could repeat that whole thing you just said, because that was awesome. Um, you know, keep it short and simple. You know, I get, I know I get almost 100 emails a day. Uh, and I, I save the longer ones for the weekend when I do have time to, to get through them. And I, I do try to get to all of them. But yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk, good example. Uh, I remember him specifically because he used to go into, or I think he still does. He goes, he's the author of Crush It. And on his Amazon reviews, he replies to all the negative reviews and, and even asks people, you know, what they wish was better and even chats with them on the phone. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, you would think that, you know, millionaire like him, super popular, wouldn't go through all that stuff, but they do. They do care uh, because I know that they think they know that they were in the same spot as us before and are, are happy to give back. So, right. Uh, let's see. Um, you were talking about and it, your your launch of thinktraffic.net like totally impressed me. I couldn't believe how fast uh, you got traffic and, and how many subscribers you got in such a short period of time. Uh, I know a few people out there, actually a couple of my buddies right now, who are just about to launch a blog, and, and they're having some uh, thoughts about whether they should post multiple posts before going live like you did or you know, just write one post and just get stuff out there as soon as, as, soon as possible. And, and you've taken the approach of writing multiple posts and, and then with kind of that pillar article uh, to, to actually um, – commemorate the the actual launch date uh so your your thinking is that you can have people come in through that very popular post but then they see other posts there just so that they're not you know so they have other things to read is that right right um i, I think if you uh, if you just have one post up the the thing is if you've been blogging for a while or if you've been reading blogs for a while you kind of get used to the fact that a lot of blogs come and go and um, and even blogs where people seem to be really enthusiastic and and pumped about writing them, those tend to disappear um, over time as well. And so, if you come to a new blog and there's only one post, it just leaves a question in your mind: like, how serious is this person? Mm -hmm. And um, this one post may be really great, but is there enough here for me to feel like I should return or I should put this in my reader or um, sign up, you know, for emails or whatever? And um, my feeling is that you should at least write a few posts that are ready and, and maybe you write them and, and just quietly publish them over the preceding week before your official launch. Mm -hmm. But then when you officially launch, you know, make a big deal about it and tell everybody you know, email all of your friends and, and contacts about it and put something on your Facebook profile and your LinkedIn profile and wherever you have access to, to getting the word out. And um, and try to launch with a bang by having some big, really, um, like you said, value-filled post. Don't uh, don't just try to use some trick to get people to um, check it out, but actually create value. Um, because the the thing is, we talked a little bit about the USP, which is sort of what value am I going to get overall from this blog? But then every post that you write has to have a similar. USP or, mm -hmm. or value um, mm -hmm. to it. You have to answer the question, why should I read this post? And um, you really have to consistently deliver value to your readers so that um, they get the feeling like, like it's always worth reading a post from you. 
Yeah, I and so um, that's that's what I would try to do with those those first posts that I write as well. I think that's good advice. And if I could go back in the time, I I would probably write a few posts before I, I had a launch post. But you know, I always heard that you know you should just get something out there as soon as possible. Um, the the longer you wait, the the worse it is. And so I guess there's two different arguments there. But I think going your route and, and really kind of shaping what your content is about. You know, not just having one post about one thing, but having a few posts in place already to give people a feel about what you're going to write about, to give them the uh, kind of little push to become a subscriber, to expect more posts like that. I think that's that's a, a better way to go. And you'll make up for the time you lost by not uh, putting it out there sooner. Right. And, you know, the, the thing is, like, whatever you and I are talking about here and whatever other advice people might get on blogging out there, mm-hmm. the thing is there aren't a whole lot of, constants, things that you can really count on in blogging. I mean, really the two for me that, that apply to every blog and that are always true is that one, you have to put out really great content and two, you have to get the word out about your blog. But as far as techniques go, like, you know, whether or not you should create posts before you launch or whether or not you should have a, a Facebook page for your blog or whether or not guest posting is, is a good strategy. Those things differ for every blog and they come in and out of favor over time. And so, um, you can't, you can't just take these things as gospel and and think that, you know, they're going to work because they worked for me or because Pat said it, it was, it was something good to try. You really have to try things out for yourself. And you may find that, you know, um, everybody a year ago said that guest posting was the absolute best strategy for growing traffic. Um, but over the past few months, um, personally, I've had some experiences where I guest posted on gigantic blogs that were five times as big as mine. And I got just a handful, literally like less than 20 visitors from that guest post. And I've heard from other people the same experience, that they've gotten the same thing. I've heard the same thing, yeah. So, you know, things come in and out of favor and and you have to try them for yourself and um, and see if they work for your blog in your specific situation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, once you get to a certain point, you know, and I always tell this to people, you just it's just all about testing and optimizing like to test 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 as much as as possible to figure out uh kind of what's working for you and what doesn't and then once you find out what's working for you just do those things right Uh, so good uh another thing before we start moving into more advanced techniques one thing i want to bring up uh, and this kind of goes along with my friend who's about to launch his blog um he is worried because he he's putting out all this excellent content and he knows he's not going to get traffic right away. So how do you deal with that? Like putting out your best content up front, but then, you know, are there ways to come back to that content? Can you rewrite that or republish once you start to get visitors just to get it in front of their faces? Uh, my advice to him was just in later posts, you can uh, you can link back to your older posts. I do that all the time. Uh obviously have an archive so people who are interested in what you've written before will go back to those blog posts um and also like what i've noticed you've done on thinktraffic.net is in your sidebar you actually have uh links to your older posts um that aren't necessarily you know the most popular posts or the hot posts but they're just posts that you really want people to start off with i think that's a really good thing right right yeah that's that's exactly what i was going to suggest um because the uh, the popular posts can be sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you put up um, a list that is supposed to be the most popular, then 
that's what people are going to click on. And those will always remain the most popular. So mm-hmm. I like to keep a static list that I get to choose from. They're sort of like my favorites or the the posts that I think people are going to get the most value from. And, and I list those there um, regardless of if they're the most popular. So I, I would encourage your friend to do something similar. And um, the, the fact is that if you don't have a whole lot of traffic to begin with, when you're just starting a blog, you're probably going to write some really great stuff that's just not going to get a whole lot of traction, but it will make an impression on your early visitors. And yes. um, those people hopefully will tell other people about your blog. So there is value to it. It's just not going to be as impactful as, as those posts would be six months from when you started. Right. And well, one thing I've done, it was, I was, I was kind of late to introduce an email list or a newsletter to my blog. Um, finally got around to it. Uh, one of the things I've been doing on a couple of my autoresponder emails is linking back to those old posts that I felt like had really good content in them because I know that a lot of my subscribers that wouldn't have seen them otherwise. So linking to them in your newsletter uh, you know, once or twice isn't a bad idea either. I, 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 and I've had a lot of people comment on those older posts as a result of finding them through my newsletter, and, and we're really thankful that uh, I linked to those. Yeah, yeah, great. Good strategy. Um, what are your, what's your take on, you know, on forums and and commenting on other blogs as a means to, to get traffic to your site? Um, actually I was just, uh, talking with a a newbie blogger yesterday. I I do some consulting through think traffic and, Mm -hmm. um, I, I get that question a lot from, from new bloggers. And to me, the thing is like, if you comment on a lot of other blogs, unless you're the the first commenter and it's on a really popular blog, you're probably not going to get much traffic, direct traffic from it. It's You're just going to get a trickle. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that commenting as a um, as a, a way to get traffic is, is probably not the best use of your time. However, um, it can have another value, which is you can get on the radar of the blogger who uh, writes that blog, yes. As well as as well as the other popular commenters, the other people that regularly write comments, and so it's a good way to get your face out there. And um, and uh, I just tell people to really be strategic about the blogs that they do comment on. Don't don't just go and shotgun everywhere, but focus on a couple um, that you'd like the the blogger to to get to know who you are. And, um, and for blogs that really align with what you're trying to write about that are really closely related, and you're going to get the most value from that because over time people will figure out who you are and, and then they might stop by your blog or they might even link to you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of the people, some of the great people who I've met online uh, were actually commenters on my blog and uh, I've gotten to know them very well and we've developed relationships. I can think of a good handful of people right now that, that are constantly providing great value in their comments and and you know i i would be happy to do to help them out in any way because you know they add to the conversation and and i know exactly who they are and uh yeah so i yeah that that's okay that that's a really good way of of putting it and uh yeah just the direct traffic eh, kind of maybe you might get some of it uh and I, i know there's some strategies out there for learning when a new blog that you're targeting comes out with a post so you can be the first one but I, I don't really believe in those types of things uh, either, you know. Um. Yeah, I mean, fundamentally, um, my strategies for building traffic um, are rooted more in trying to make genuine relationships with people and trying to create value for people instead of, um, you know, trying to come up with 
with uh, cutesy techniques or, or tactics for getting direct traffic. And I think if you focus on those things, if you focus on always trying to create value and help people out and then try to create genuine relationships with your readers and with other bloggers, mm-hmm. then you're going to end up with a lot of traffic um, without having to learn all of the those little techniques that you mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I didn't, you know, I've gotten a lot of traffic and it's just from developing those relationships. And, you know, I, I'm learning more tricks as I go along, but uh, I didn't need them to, to get to where I'm at. I'm sure you didn't need those either. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, we just have a few more questions because actually – uh, it's already been a half hour. It's awesome. I mean, time flies when you're having fun. Um, let's see. As a blog starts to grow, you know, what are some of the more advanced things that a blogger can do to gain traffic? You know, they're, they're doing all the right things. They're developing relationships, but, you know, they've just plateaued. And I've noticed a lot of blogs, including my own sometimes, just hits a plateau where, where I'm flat on the amount of traffic I'm getting for, you know, month at, months at a time. Uh, what, what have you noticed that kind of gets you off of that plateau into the next level? Well, I think the goal to break through a plateau should be to widen your sphere of influence. So at some point, basically, you'll um, sort of saturate the the extent of all the re- relationships that you have. And there's just a fixed pool of people that, that you're reaching and that other blogs and on similar topics are reaching. And so you need to try to expand your influence to other pools of people. And um, two of the ways that you can do that, that you have a lot of control over, are um, one, you can write a big free manifesto or ebook or something of tremendous value that cuts through the the normal noise of blog posts. It it automatically puts you head and shoulders above other content that's released that week because it's of such you know tremendous value that people just naturally pay attention to it and want to share it. Mm-hmm. So the 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 big free ebook or manifesto, I, I'm a big fan of. Absolutely. Um, and you just came out with, uh, with your own manifesto. Yeah, I just did that, um, this week actually. And, um, the it's, it's actually helped me to break through a plateau. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And, um, this, uh, I, I just released it this week. It's called, um, 18 months, two blogs, six figures. And it's about my journey over the past 18 months in blogging and, and how I built it up to a six figure income. And um, the 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 manifesto has been received really well. It's been um, it's been uh, checked out by three or four thousand people already. So I'm really happy nice. with what it's done. Yeah, congratulations on that. I've read it. It's awesome, and I will post a link to it on the show notes on the blog. So uh, definitely encourage all of you to get it. It's free. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, so definitely check that out. Uh, going back to what you're talking about uh, for those kind of over the top posts that are just killer uh you know my what my post that did that and kind of broke me to the next level was uh the blogger's guide to facebook that was something i spent you know a good 12 hours writing but you know in in such a short period of time it got gained so much traction and that one post alone has helped me reach so many more people through twitter through facebook uh through youtube because i i have hooked up a couple youtube videos with that too uh, and it's just been amazing. So yeah, definitely taking the time, investing the time to create those types of posts will be really, really helpful and help you break through to the next level. Um, another piece of advice I'd give is actually expanding into new media if you can. Uh, I've recently, obviously this is uh, you know my, my podcast and it's something I've started fairly recently. And this is 
gotten me to introduce myself to people who I who I would never have reached before. People are emailing me every day saying, "Pat, I found you through iTunes. I found you through the podcast. Love what you're doing." And they go on my blog, and then they download my my free ebook, and then they get to know me a little bit better, and they're on my email list. Uh, YouTube videos have have done the same thing. I've seen tons of traffic come in from my YouTube videos. Um, and again, on YouTube, uh, I do almost the same thing. I create really high quality, kind of killer manifesto type videos that that you know will get out there. I mean, one of my videos, which actually has to do with creating a landing page on Facebook, has gotten almost fifty thousand views in such a short period of time, and and you know that brings traffic in. Uh, and it's just been it's just been amazing to to experience those new forms of media. But there is a little bit of fear involved. You know, I didn't want to do that first. I didn't want to speak on the microphone. I was scared of it. I didn't want to show my face online. Uh, but you know, if you do want to reach that next level, you kind of have to break through your fears and step out of your comfort zone and do some of those things. Yeah, no, those are awesome. Those are really great tips. And um, you're uh, you're one of the few people, Pat, who I think is has really. Um, taken that advice to heart and expanded into a lot of new medias, and it's obviously working for you. So it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's working, and, and part of it is uh, motivation to share with people what does work and what doesn't. And I I knew this would work once I did it. I just had to to break through it. And I want to thank all you out there who are listening for helping me and encouraging me to continue with this podcast and also do my uh, more YouTube videos because uh, it's definitely helping me help you. So you know that's what it's all about. We're all helping each other here. So. Um, well, we're coming to the end and there's one question that I ask every visitor, uh, every special guest who comes on the show. And that is what's working for you, Corbett. I mean, what's a strategy that's working for you right now that our listeners can take away and and implement for themselves and their blogs. So I think the thing that's working for me right now is, um, is running counter to the um, the attitudes and the and the techniques that people are using in the the niches that I'm talking about, and specifically what I mean is, um, you know, I have a blog that's about um, building traffic, and I also have a product that's about affiliate marketing, and um, in a lot of in in a lot of cases, when you look up information like that online about those topics, you find sort of a sleazy, salesy, kind of pushy. Um, set of tactics that people employ, mm-hmm. and um, and people are also sort of cagey about about um, you know real numbers, and they and they throw around flashy figures and so forth. And um, I'm just trying to be a truth teller in those areas, and um, and be really honest, and take more of an ethical and down to earth approach on topics that are traditionally not. And um, I think that um, that has really become my one of my unique selling propositions for the sites that I run. And um, it seems to be working, so I'm pushing forward with that. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely comes through very well. And uh, you've recently had some good success with your your product launch. Can you talk about that really quick? What what is the product, and how are you able to have such a successful launch? Yeah, so I, I um, had success personally with affiliate marketing, um, and I know that you're working on that right now with your niche site duel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, which is a really cool series, and um, that. Uh, that early success that I had, I decided that um, I, I asked my audience um, at my blog, Free Pursuits, what they would be interested in learning more about. And because I had talked a little bit about affiliate marketing, overwhelmingly, they told me they'd love to get the basics on affiliate marketing. So I created a product called exactly that. It's Affiliate Marketing for Beginners. And um, I decided to take a real um, beginner's approach. So it's just stripped down to the, the bare essentials of what you need to learn to get a new site built from the ground up. 
Mm. And um, I also chose to take a real um, sort of ethical approach, which is to help people figure out how to promote things that they actually believe in, in a way that they can feel comfortable with. And um, I launched that product um, just uh, back in August, so uh, less than two months ago. And um, I had great success with it. It was my first product through the blog, and um, I sold $11,000 nice. within 72 hours. Awesome, and, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it. It, uh, it, was, it was a really great feeling, and um, I, I got a lot of great response from people saying that it's really helped them out. So um, it's another way to break through plateaus as well is just release a product because products stand out and, and they get noticed. And, and um, if you get affiliates on board to help you sell your product, they're going to reach new audiences that you haven't reached before. So, Awesome. That's, that's great advice. I'm, I'm actually in the process of uh, developing products for Smart Passive Income. I've had a lot of requests for certain things, and, and I'm working on that now. So I will definitely come to you for advice for that too, because uh, you know your your launch success story is very inspiring. Um, so yeah, dude, uh, Corbett, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to to share uh, your advice with us and, and join me on the show as a co-host. And uh, if people want to find more, if if people want to find you and learn more about uh, what you do, where would you recommend they go? Uh, so, um, given the topic of this conversation, I'd say go to thinktraffic.net, and uh, there are links on that site to uh, anywhere else that I that I talked about that I'm involved in right now. So, awesome! And you have a Twitter. People can say hi. Hi to you at. Yeah, it's my first and last name, Corbett Barr. C O R B E T T B A R R. Awesome. Hey, thanks a lot for taking the time again. And, and I, I know this recording will be very, very helpful for people. It's been already helpful uh, to me. So uh, we definitely have to get together again. Hey, actually, next week, I'm going to see you at, uh, in Vegas at Blog World. So uh, we'll definitely have to meet up and, and say hi. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks again for having me on. All right. No problem. Thanks again. And everyone out there, go to Corbett's blog, thinktraffic.net, and download his manifesto. It's awesome. Super inspiring. And it will get you off your butt to do the things you need to do. So check that out. Thanks again. Cheers. Bye. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Corbett Barr from thinktraffic.net and freepursuits.com. Again, just as a reminder, you can visit the Smart Passive Income blog to get all the show notes, all the links that we talked about in today's session. So go ahead and check that out. And thank you again for those of you who have taken you know just a minute to go into iTunes and leave me a review. Really keeps me going, really keeps me up there in the rankings as well. So thank you. I really, really appreciate that. So until the next session, uh, I just wish you all the best. You know, leave me a note on Facebook, facebook.com slash smartpassiveincome, and just say hi. I'd love to hear from you. All right, take care and have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? 
we all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.